Hello and welcome to episode 124 of the Haskin Cast podcast. My name is Scott and I am your host and I am just delighted to bring back one of my favorite people on the planet. Alison Arngrim returns to the show today to talk about the amazing things that she is doing to keep herself busy, to keep people entertained, how she's reinvented things for herself during this crazy lockdown. You know, she is used to performing in front of crowds. She's used to entertaining people, doing autograph signings, all kinds of crazy things. And, you know, she's got her one woman show and she can't be out performing it the way that she's used to. And she's crowd interactive, which is really difficult to do over like a, a Facebook live kind of situation, unless you have somebody there that's monitoring that for you. And even then, you know, I, I've witnessed a couple of these events and the comments, they just fly by so fast that there's no way you can possibly catch them, making the whole thing almost pointless. I've been impressed at how some of the people have really... Uh, followed the the stream of content comments because I'm not performing and I can't even follow them. So uh, I don't know, maybe it's different when you're uh, actually live and, and it changes your feed a little bit, but just watching as a, as a viewer, uh, it's pretty insane. I remember watching a uh, live concert that uh, Blackmore's night did Candace and, and Richie did a little thing out of their home and they were they were talking to the crowd. They were actually very attentive to uh, the comments that were being made. They were taking song suggestions and, uh, it was a lot of fun, but it, you know, just even trying to watch that, I found it distracting to the performance. I can't imagine how uh, you know Candace was able to keep up so well with that. Actually, mentioned uh, me in a couple of things that uh, she saw me post, which was nice. I thought, why bother? Because no one's going to see what I'm saying. But she actually did, so that was very nice. Um, so uh, I, I'm really excited to hear Allison talk about the things that she's doing. I think that you'll enjoy them. She's actually got a couple of online events coming up. One with Rich Little, which is coming up here very soon. And then we've got her Halloween show. And then she's going to be doing a Christmas show. And we'll have the links uh, in the notes. I don't have a date for the Christmas show yet, but it's going to be on the same uh, network outlet sort of thing as the uh, Rich Little show and her Halloween special. So just follow that site. That will give you the dates when those become available. But I do have the, the Halloween and the Rich Little dates. All that will be posted in the show notes. She's also... Reading uh, Little House on the Prairie, which we'll get into when we when we talk to her a chapter a day. Uh, she's getting some other people from the show involved. Just brilliant, brilliant stuff. But I'm going to let her tell you all about that. And I love the way that she talks about the things that she's doing because she's so genuinely excited about everything that she works on. Why would you work on something if you're not excited about it? But finding ways to survive during all this, especially for entertainers, is really tough. And I love the things that she's come up with. Unfortunately, there aren't as many opportunities for everyone, or at least they haven't thought of them yet. Like a lot of my friends who are performers here in Vegas, the shows have been shut down for months. Uh, I, I, one of them has closed permanently, Larev over at the Wynn Hotel. So it's, uh, you know, it's a little crazy here. We don't have the, uh, what was it called? The um, Gig Workers Fund. We actually don't have that here in Nevada, which is really surprising considering we're one of the biggest entertainment cities in the country. Uh, maybe that's why. But uh, yeah, it's been really tough. So, you know, it's this is great that she's thinking outside the box and coming up with some things that she would just do naturally and that she does naturally and turn them into something that, that can reach people and help keep us entertained while all this is going on. You know, you get tired of sitting there watching Netflix and there's only so many concerts you can watch and there's only so many podcasts you can listen to besides the this one. And um, and my new show. Yes, if you listened to my episode last week, 
you heard about the new venture that I'm starting coming November 3rd. I am launching Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast. I had a great interview with Mick earlier this month. Talked to him about uh, about doing this on behalf of Uriah Heap. He loved the idea. He was very supportive of it. So I have uh, been putting that show together. I plan on launching with four or five episodes on day one. And then every week after will be another song that I will do a deep dive of. I'm also really honored to be joining the Deep Dive Podcast Network with some of my my friends, uh, Nate and John over at the Deep Purple Podcast, T-Bones at his uh, his show. And then we've got uh, the uh, Pot of Thunder uh, podcast. We've got Sabbath Bloody Podcast. We've got Skinnered Reconsidered. All just, you know, great people that uh, I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of that group with this new podcast. And, and you know, Uriah Heap has been such a huge part of my life. And I feel like they just haven't had, um, haven't really been given the same chance in America that they have in Europe. And even though podcasts are worldwide, the majority of my audience tends to be in America and then random little spots across the world. Uh, I do have a lot of followers in England, which is nice. And I'm hoping that they'll jump on and listen to that podcast as well. But, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be great to dig into every song and really think about the song itself instead of Instead of each song just being a song I'm either used to hearing or being an album track uh, to actually really uh, dig into every single song that they've done. So I'm not planning at this point on doing anything that that was recorded live. Everything is studio, whether it be uh, an album release song or an unreleased bonus track. Uh, Anything that was recorded in the studio is what I plan on tackling. They've got 24 studio albums out right now. And they're going back in February to record another. And there's likely to be another after that. So this this is going to be a, a long journey. But I hope that you'll join me on that and tell your friends and tell everyone you know and everyone that you know that likes Uriah Heap or you think might like Uriah Heap. Uh, they're a fantastic band. They're celebrating their 50-year anniversary this year. And it's time to go back to the beginning and share every little bit of joy from day one. So uh, that is on my website. If you go to scotthaskin.com, there is a link to the Uriah Heap podcast and you can check it out there. Also, before I bring Allison on, I thought this was really interesting when I was speaking with her uh, in the beginning, we talked about the fact that she was episode 100 and then she asked me what episode this was. This is episode 124. And I thought, wow, I really haven't done that many episodes of the show this year. And it seems like I've worked really hard. It seems like I've done a lot, but looking at the numbers, I hadn't. But here's why I got confused. So Allison's show, when when I invited her to come on to the show, I wanted her to be episode 100. And I reached out to her uh, in late December-ish, mid-December, somewhere in there. And uh, she was interested in the idea and then uh, we had scheduled it roughly because I wasn't sure exactly when the 100th episode was going to be. Sometimes I, I go a week without an episode because a guest cancels or, or whatever happens. Uh, so I wasn't exactly sure when it was going to happen. And then her publicist got back with me and said, well, she's going to be going out of the country doing some projects. So we decided to actually do the interview much earlier than it aired. So I actually spoke with her in January, but the episode didn't air until February 26th, I believe it was. So uh, in my head, episode 100 was the beginning of the year and I hadn't actually done that much. But I actually, this is the 30, what, 35th episode uh, of the year that I'm airing. And we're at the end of September. So that would be about 36 episodes doing one every week, uh, roughly. So I'm actually not that far behind. And it's kind of amazing because I took, what, a month off, three or four weeks off? 
to uh, to finish my album Dreamscape. And uh, so it seems like I should be further behind than I am, but I'm not. But I know I did a couple bonus episodes, did that uh, bonus episode the, reviewing the Dead Daisies, the Lockdown Sessions album, which is fantastic. And if you haven't heard their new song, Bustle and Flow, in less than 24 hours, it was charting, uh, topping the charts on uh, iTunes. And uh, it's a great song. They're a great band. And uh, I'm really excited for them to be uh, just hitting it out of the park. And so uh, listen to that. Listen to Unspoken, which is the other song that's been released from Holy Ground, which will not be the album itself won't be available until January. But here's a couple great singles to sort of whet your appetite and keep you going while, uh, you know, all these releases are, are on delay. So that about catches everything up from here, I think. Uh, we will go right to Allison's interview now. And boy, she is just such a joy to talk to. And I'm really excited about this project she's doing with Rich Little. Rich uh, actually performs at the Tropicana, which is about 15 minutes away from me. And uh, of course, nobody's performing right now because of COVID. But uh, he's he's there. When I was walking through there one night, I was just kind of tickled that I saw his poster. And I'm like, wow, he's still performing. I love this. And I uh, hadn't had the chance to. Well, no didn't make the time to go see him yet before everything happened. And uh, I got to take responsibility for that. It's not life running me. It's my choice. I did not take the time to do it. So there. And uh, so I'm really excited. He's working on a project with her and she's going to tell us all about that, all about Little House, all about her shows that she's got coming up. Uh, She's man, this woman just will not stop working. And it's great because the stuff that she does is just top quality. So I'm going to quit talking about her and let her tell you about her. And here is Allison Arkram. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I really don't think that I could possibly top the intro that I gave my next guest the last time she was on the show. And you should check out episode 100 because she was absolutely amazing. She's still amazing. And as frightened as people are of her, she has really kind eyes and she's very nice. So let's welcome back to the show, Allison Argram. Allison, how are you? I am great. Wait, I was episode 100? You were 100, yeah. What what number episode is this? Uh, Like 124. Oh, I was going to say, well, hopefully, like, was it 150, 200? Am I like a special, like, centennial person you have on? Okay, well, that's good. Well, but, but, you know, you're always worth celebrating regardless of the number. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Of course. So I, now since the well, you and I spoke in January, the world has gone topsy-turvy. Things have changed. I know. We always spoke in January. Hi, welcome to a different planet. What the heck happened? What? It's only been six months like another world. But here's what I love about you is that you have found very creative ways to not just keep yourself busy and engaged, but to entertain people because that is what you do. And you have been reading a chapter a day of Little House in the Prairie, starting from the beginning on your Facebook page. It's it's this is the most crazy thing. You know, it's it's so awful what has happened. But so many artists, so many people I know, comedians and singers and uh, performers have said, OK, how do we what do we do? How do we still continue to connect with our fans? How do we make art? What do we do? We've got to keep going. And it's been, I've seen some really creative, amazing things, but we had no idea. So in, in March. You know, because most most of my job involves large crowds of people. Mm-hmm. I'm in a nightclub or a theater or a fan of it. I'm like, uh-oh. Um, so I just done uh, a tour in France. And if I talked to you in January, that's right. It would have been right before I jumped on the plane. Right. So I, I went to France for January and February. And then I did the Fayetteville, Arkansas autograph show. And I think it was like the last autograph show. And I got home and we were already starting to say, 
And then I can't shake hands. It's bump elbows. I have to go wash my hands now. We're starting to realize something was up. And uh, I remember Charlotte Stewart, this Beatle on the show, we were so excited because our autograph table was right near a lady's room that nobody else knew about. So we could wash our hands like every five minutes. <laughs> that's so that's great, though. I love when it works out like that. But I just I love the idea that you went from France to Arkansas and then California. Yes. That's just so random. Just like back to back with like Paris and Fayetteville, Arkansas. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's right, because like, that's why we had to bump your interview up uh, well in advance of episode 100, because you were going to be going overseas. Right. I was, I was like right after my birthday, like boom. Mm-hmm. And so I got back and like, oh, okay, wait, dun, 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 dun. like the horror movie music had started playing in the background. Something terrible was going on. Like what is happening? And then we realized this is, this is not good. And uh, then the 13th came and well, they shut down everything. So I'm just sitting there in the middle of the living room floor going, now what? Cause I was booked for, you know, RuPaul's drag con and, and, and then the Cherry Blossom Festival in in uh, Marshfield, Missouri, because they say again, like RuPaul, Marshfield, Missouri. Boom, boom. Um, so I'm sitting there, what the heck am I going to do? Now, my husband kept working because Bob is at a big construction company and they're building that people mover thing down at the airport. Oh. So they said, no, oh, we're infrastructure. We keep to no show back up tomorrow. We're doing it. We're, no, we're not going up. And. The, the, of course, he said it's great. Half the people are working for, from home, so all those people used to crowd them out my crowd around my desk to ask me questions. Nobody's here. It's great. Right. I can get something done. So I thought, okay, well, and they were all masked and sanitized, and nobody's allowed in the office except them. So I thought, okay, that's good, good. So he he said, now if everything goes wrong, I mean, if you do nothing, we're okay. I'm still working. It's it's not like we'll be out in the street here. It's like okay. I said, but I've been employed since I was twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is to do. Nothing? What do you mean? Nothing. No. So he, and of course, Bob being Bob said, you'll think of something. Yes. So a couple days later, I said, you know, I got to go back and reread the Little House in the Prairie books. Cause, you know, it's like nine of them. And I thought, I've never sat down and read them in order and like watch how the character of Laura develops. So I thought, well, I'll do this. And then I thought, well, everyone else is bored. I'll go on Facebook and I'll do it so that they can all have it too. So I got out, you know, I had a box of bonnets because I was going to sell them at the autograph shows. So I put on a bonnet and sat down and read Little uh, Little House in the Big Woods, book one, chapter one, page one. And people went crazy. I went back to that first one a few days later and it was like 40,000 views. Yeah. People were sharing it and watching it over and over again. And so I just started reading every day. And people were like, wait, you're doing this every day? Like, how long can you keep this up? I'm like, well, let's start with Laura Ingalls wrote nine books. <laughs> and, and then you have her daughter Rose's books. Oh, wait, then there's a book about her by Bill Anderson. And then there's books inspired by We could just get, I can do this indefinitely. Um, and so we started doing it. People loved it. Or someone said, you know, we didn't know that what we really needed was Alice and Arndt in a bonnet reading Little House on the Prairie. But apparently we did. <laughs> we've, we've always needed that, I think. We did not realize we needed this. I did not know I needed this. And I was doing it really, it was for me. It was to make me feel better and give me something to do that was relaxing and centering and like it gave me something to think about. And people said, no, it's the same for us. This is like the best hour of the day. Everything's terrible. But for an hour a day, Allison's reading Little House of the Prairie in a bonnet. Um, so I, I got through I got through um, Little House in the Big Woods and Little House in the Prairie by the Shores of Silver Lake and Long Winter. Uh, Dean Butler, our, our lovely Al Manzo from the show, 
he came in and read Farmer Boy. So he had that oh. for a few days. He did Farmer Boy. He said, can I read The Long Winter? I like The Long I'm like, okay. He says, was a big part. I like The Long Winter. I'm like, you're on. <laughs> so uh, we had a couple guest readers. Charlotte Stewart read one day. Uh, Wendy Lee came in. I had like, like, do you want to come read about it? Yeah. So a couple guest readers. And then I just hammered about it. And then I read some of um, this guy, uh, William Anderson, who's a historian. And he wrote some stuff about Laura. Very good stuff. He did that. I read a book inspired by Laura called Prairie Lotus about a half Chinese young girl on the prairie and what she dealt with in the 1800s. It's marvelous. And today I'm now reading, um, it's called Young Pioneers, but it was originally called Let the Hurricane Roar. And this is Laura's daughter, Rose Wilder's book. Oh, okay. Wow. And it's clearly meant to be Charles and Caroline, but she calls them David and Molly. And it's like Super, super dramatic, romantic. David and Molly are just gazing into each other's eyes and madly love. And you kind of, the timelines are all wrong. You're like, which state are we in? What year is this? <laughs> but the, it, it, never mind. David and Molly are in love. Don't you understand? Um, so that's really crazy. I'm reading that one. But we have snacks. I mean, like one day I made the molasses candy with the <gasps> snow. I got a tray of crushed ice and just made molasses candy on camera. So we do things. And people love it. People send me presents. They send gifts and say thank you for the readings and send me, like, snacks. <laughs> it's turned into a whole, uh, almost a community. It has. And, oh, and they all talk to each other in the comments. And there's people who become great friends. They're on opposite sides of the country. They're in other countries. Jakarta and Sweden and Austria and the entire, they're all on there. Those are just some of the people who have, hi, I'm in Jakarta. Oh, hi, how you doing? Um, and they're all talking to each other and several people have become really good friends. Well, that's it. Art brings people together and especially something that people have, have such a strong connection to. I mean, Little House on the Prairie from from the time it first came out to now, all these years later, people are still so engaged with it. And it amazes me. I, I love that there's something that's just good and wholesome that has yeah. really just stuck with people like that. And then it sort of escalated. So then I started doing cameo, you know, all celebrities did the happy birthday thing, cameo. Hi, happy birthday, Grandma. Well, apparently everybody's mom needed like a Mother's Day thing from Nellie Olson, so that like blew up. Then I, I was doing that, and then there's a thing called Coach the World where people can sign up for, with, for a video with you, like a 15 or 30-minute uh, Zoom call thing. Oh, wow. Then I, you know, I thought, oh, I felt so bad because I wasn't playing a Lori Beachman theater. And then <laughs> my guys in New York who booked me to the Beachman said, well, we have a bunch of entertainers, and we're just sitting here kind of stuck. Well, there's all these online platforms. How do you feel about doing a live pay-per-view online show where people log on and pay 10 bucks, and you're in their living room, they're in their living room? The format is weird. You need to do a half hour. It should be a little more PG than your often R-rated nightclub show, but same thing. You can do this. And I'm like, this is great. So I did the first um, Confessions of a Prairie Terror live online pay-per-view streaming Allison Arkham comedy show, and they went bananas. So I've now done several of those. I just did one last night. I'm doing one again in October. Then I get a phone call. Harlan, my publicist, calls, says, Rich Little, and his they need to talk to him. Like, Rich, wait, the Rich Little. Yes, the Rich Little. He's in Las Vegas. Not only is Rich Little still alive and doing impressions, he's not retired. Yeah. Rich Little has been doing four nights a week at the Tropicana in Vegas. He's worked all the time. Yeah, he's 15, uh, 15 minutes away from where I live. 
Yeah, you. So he constantly. He is every day. He is doing something, and he's like, "Well, the Tropicana said, you know, hey, we can't do shows." And Rich, of course, is, you know, he said they can't go out. I mean, good lord, it's not safe. So he said, "I got to do something." So his his people called my people, as they say, and I get this call. Well, Rich Little and the people he works with said, "We heard Allison Arngram did an online show, and we want to do that. How'd she do that?" Next thing I know, I'm on the phone. With Rich Little. And it's like, oh, I said, well, remember those gigs we used to do? Like, you know, Don Kirshner's rock concert, you do a TV show and there's no audience. They just put in the track later. It's a lot like that. Uh, <laughs> there's well, no is audience. It, but... is, is it because you're very interactive as a, as a performer? Is it hard for right. you to not have that? I mean, it's one thing to try and read the comments as they're scrolling on the screen. But right. it, it, there's, there's got to be a different atmosphere. I mean, no, like, you can't for a show. It's very difficult, and that's why um, I have been pressed into service as director. He's got a marvelous tech team, and they got produced, but I will be going to Vegas to help him out here. And now, on October 15th, Rich Little, virtually speaking, first time ever, Rich Little does a show on the Internet. It's called Virtually Speaking, which is hilarious. He's written, like, new stuff, so it's the jokes and the impressions, and he's incorporating his drawings. Well, you live near him. You know, he does the sketches. He draws. as the charcoal sketches, the famous people. So that's now being incorporated into where he has the drawings he's done and the stories about that. And, and his tech people are like, we could do a whole background with the artwork. I'm like, okay, we're so on. So the problem, though, as an artist, why it's difficult for people to adjust to this performing on the Internet madness is I found myself in my living room all dressed up. I, I had lovely lighting because I sometimes had done the auditions online, so I had a light. Sure. But I'm basically shouting at the back of a laptop. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> okay. But now my husband, Bob, he, he's very good. He's seen my show a million times. He laughs in all the right places. So he's, I have him laughing. And he's reading the comments. He can see the comments as he's doing it. And he's doing like thumbs up. Like, okay, they're laughing at that one. Ha ha. Okay, good. Um, hold for laugh. But it's very surreal. You eventually get used to it. But it's like those gigs where you had to have a very tight set, a TV gig, and they sometimes didn't have an audience. Or they, they were taping so long the audience went home, and they just said, well, we'll just put in a laugh track later. So you had just the crew and a camera, and you just went, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right, the thing. Yeah. And it's like that again. And that was totally, it was doable. And then Rich, you know, he'll have his team. I'll be there. Uh, Bob will be there. And so we'll be socially distanced, but he'll have enough people to actually go ha, ha, ha in the correct places. Someone <laughs> <laughs> to talk to besides the camera. Um, but yeah, obviously he is a massive veteran professional. He can do it and he can do it. And normally also when you're doing these live shows, you go really long. You do these one person shows, you do an hour and a half, even if at a festival, they tell you to cut it down. It's like 75 minutes, hour. But for this, uh, online thing, they want you to do a half an hour and you have a little leeway. It'll go a little, but basically you're, you're staying in that 30, 40 minute range. Which, if you've been touring with these like hour and a half shows, it's like, oh wait, whoa, wow. <laughs> well, isn't, I mean, that that really it it interrupts your flow because you have your your show memorized for things to go in a certain order, and right? to have to to drop things out and make it cohesive and make it you know a full thing. That's got to be really difficult. 
that's a whole project in and of itself. And like I said, for my Halloween show on the 27th, October 27th, for Nelly Scary Prairie, I'm doing some new stuff. I'm like, I have all these stories. I'm like, so wait, what stories do I have about Halloween? What stories do I have that may involve a ghost? What creepy stories? This will be great. And then Christmas. Oh, my God, I have the most hysterical Christmas stories. <laughs> Christmas is like my parents were bananas, so I have very funny Christmas stories. Oh, good. Um, you know, <laughs> well, my mother would say, I'd leave out the cookies and the milk for Santa, little snacks for the reindeer. My mother would say, honey, Santa's been riding in a sleigh out in the snow all night. Don't you think he'd like a nice glass of scotch? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't drink. argue that. He, he's going to have to put together your bicycle. Think. Come on. The man needs... <laughs> um, so I have good Christmas stories. And you can add things. And... It's weird, though, because you don't have the audience interaction. You know my show. I always have a question and answer segment. I got a Q&A. Exactly. So I went, what the heck? So I went, wait, we have the little cards. You know, ask her. Okay. I went on Facebook. I said, we're still doing the Ask Allison Anything with the cards. Here's it. Post here right now your questions you want to ask during my show, and I'll write them on the little cards, and then during the show, I'll read them off. That's that because if you tried to do that live, I mean, the, the feed would go so fast. Exactly. There's no way you could you would even exactly. see half of them. You couldn't do so I had the little cards, and it was brilliant, and we did it. And, and then I'm, I had the thing. <laughs> and last night I was going, okay, I'm not going to rat you out with your last names, just first names. So it's going to be like romper room. Susan asked, hello, Susan. And I see Dilly and Sylvia and Tommy. Right, yeah. Um, so it was very weird, but we're adapting. And I'm seeing so many people. And there's prizes. You can do things. Some of these live streaming shows, people tip. They're like, well, I'll give you another couple of dollars. And you can have prizes where your biggest supporters win a Zoom call or an autographed item. And so then that's a whole crazy thing. Um, but people are adapting. I, I have a friend. She didn't know what she was going to do. She's the lead singer in the group Catahoula that Bob plays guitar with. And she said, I'm trying to do these online auditions. I don't have any lighting. I'm going out of my mind. And I said, I'll buy you the lighting. Because um, I found this great cheap lighting rig with the little ring light. It's My lighting is so good, my agent called me and she said, you know, I have to do a lot of Zoom meetings. What the heck are you using for lighting? That looks great. I want it. I want that for my Zoom call. And I'm like, oh, it's on Amazon. It's forty nine ninety nine. So I bought my friend the lighting. And it has. I said, look, here you go. Now you got the thing with the tripod. You attach your phone. It's got the lighting. She's like, this is great. You know, she now has an online concert series. <laughs> See what you started? She's singing like every two nights she's got a thing. And tonight we're doing Edith Piaf. And she's got, there's a group in New York who have a concert series and a group out of L.A. She signed up with everybody. And she's now doing all the pay-per-view things. And she's getting paid and she's singing just as she used to have multiple club nights and go out to the clubs and the, and the bars and sing. She's just doing it in her living room now. Right. But the great thing is you don't have to haul gear. You don't have to come home smelling like smoke and, and uh, old liquor. And... Oh, my God. Well, Bob said, he said, you know, he said, you didn't have to pay for the plane ticket to New York. He said, considering the size of the cabaret and then the thing with the tickets, he said, I think you made more doing it online. You did when you went to the club in New York. Right. Yeah. He said, their expenses just plummeted. <laughs> They have. And, and not only that, but you found a way to entertain a wider audience because you're, you, it isn't just, well, you're in Vegas tonight, tomorrow night, you're going to be in Colorado. It's the whole world you can reach in one sitting. Oh, and that's what's so crazy with Austin, with the Little House fans. I cannot tell you how many times fans have said to me, 
I wanted to come see you when you were in Chicago or San Francisco and you're, I couldn't get there. I couldn't make it. Something came up. Um, or it was really far. Um, you know, I don't have reliable transportation. Yes, you came to Minnesota, but I'm not near Walnut Grove and I couldn't get a ride. And they're like, if only, if only the kids had you just, you got to play somewhere closer to me. And like, oh, I couldn't get anyone to drive me. And now it's like, dude, um, you can stay on your couch. You can be on your yeah, couch right. and you can press this button and I will be there on your coffee table on your laptop. Is that close enough for you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the yeah. only thing that would be better is if you could actually reach out through the screen. But this is such a an optimal way to, to reach people. Right. If we can get a whole like a tactile virtual reality, you know, they have those virtual reality things. We have like the gloves. We could do that. We can, we can yeah. do it and smell a vision or something and have popcorn. I don't. Yes. We need to have like even further like 3D kind of experience. <laughs> going. I'm just glad the Internet isn't scratch and sniff. I know one day that's coming and I am not looking forward to it. Well, and it's it's crazy because so many things about the Internet are horrible. I mean, you know, I you know, I just got out of Facebook jail today. Did you? Okay. What could be more wholesome? I'm sitting there in a bonnet reading Little House. I don't swear. I'm like super, super nice because it's like kids watching. And obviously I'm not sitting there like in the nude or something. And um, someone, we're not sure. We think someone may have complained about someone who was commenting or the person who got complained about commenting decided to out of spite. But somebody said this is a This is against our our community standards. Wait, what? And I get a note going, I'm sorry you're against community standards. You cannot broadcast Facebook Live for so many days. It's like, are you insane? And, of course, there's nobody there. You can't, like, phone up Facebook. So I sent in a little thing going, I think it's a mistake, guys. I really do. I think somebody hit the wrong button. But there's nobody there. I mean, the few humans they had working they sent home during the pandemic, it's all bots and algorithms. Right. Yeah. So um, it finally it wore off today. I, I was broadcasting from my husband's page, but I, I may just go live like after this just to go and back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a frustrating thing because you you should be able to resolve an issue. And I get that there's right. so many users and people are petty and they complain about the stupidest things. People. But how do you, how do you maintain that? You know, just trying to think from their end, it would be impossible. All the good, important things would get lost in the shuffle anyway. Right, and so it's been, so the internet of in and of itself has these issues. Like, what do you do? And the internet has done so many awful things to people over the years, and certainly all the terrible people get on the internet. Right, but. To see it being used for good, to see all these artists, these singers and performers and comedians and actors using you know, Patrick Stewart reading a sonnet a day from Shakespeare. How dare he? I'm right? reporting I him. mean, this incredible stuff like this is going on. People are doing stories. Karen Grassley, our, our Ma Ingalls, she's on YouTube with a new story. I think every two weeks she's reading children's stories, doing the story lady thing. People are doing incredible things. And then Rich Little. Who, you know, obviously said, I don't know, I need the internet, I haven't done this thing, I want to, and they're like, we can do this, we're so doing this, and he's doing it. Rich Little is now leaping into the 21st century, and he's going to be doing this. I think the thing, honestly, is that you, and you know this because you're somebody who doesn't just perform, but you entertain people every day, you're always doing something, you can't hold a person like that back. We will always find exactly. a way to get out there and, and a way to entertain people because it's just so ingrained into you. And that's exactly this. That's I'm like that. Rich Little is like that. He's of that generation. It's like, what? what is this retire you speak of? This is what I do. This is who I, this is in my DNA. I am hardwired to connect with people and entertain. 
And so that's why even you know, he has to come out online. And I'm seeing it happen where people said, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then after a while, you know, necessity is the mother invention. And in this insanity, they said, no, I've got to go out there and connect to my people some way, somehow. And thankfully, we are able to do it. People are doing it. And it's it's amazing to see in the midst of all this tragedy all of these artists going, no, wait, I found something here. Come look at this. <laughs> yeah. And you can't, not everybody can be just, uh, yeah, just sign up for my class and I'll give you advice on your career. There's, there's so much of that already. We need art. We don't need to be told yep. about art. We need the actual art. Yep. 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 And there's education. I took a, I took a, a Shakespeare monologue class. I'm taking a French class on Monday nights and I'm going to be taking an Alexander method Tai Chi class in the mornings. This is all online. That see, and that <laughs> there are some good things that have come out of this because were it not for that, this you probably would not have done those things. Right, I don't, and that's the thing. I'm going. Well, you know, you know, I, the Theatricum Botanicum, you know, it's the Will Gears Theater. They always in the summer have this thing where they have courses in various aspects of Shakespearean acting about Shakespeare, the history of it, the writing, the, how to do the monologues, what the language means. And I've always wanted to take them, but I'm never in town. I'm out there. I'm in Minnesota. I'm in Walnut Grove, or yeah. <laughs> in France, and I'm usually touring in the summer. And I thought, oh, I'm home. And they're doing it online. I can take all those classes. Exactly. And if they could get uh, Patrick Stewart to teach, that would be even better. That's okay. They need to get Patrick Stewart to come over and do a guest thing because he's doing it. And have you seen Anthony Hopkins' um, TikTok account? I have not. I'm not on TikTok. Right. Sure, Anthony Hopkins is on TikTok playing piano and talking to his cat. It's the funniest damn thing. Okay. Now, just for that, I'm going to have to sign up, I think. Anthony Hopkins is a riot. He's oh, got he videos is. all over Twitter and TikTok and Facebook. He's a scream. So, I mean, people are saying, well, what can I do? And they're jumping in. And um, I'm really relieved and pleased to see everyone jumping in. And I can't believe that I'm now busier now than I was before the shutdown. Well, you're more accessible. Or as Bob says, I told you to think of something. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's what I love about you. When, whenever there's something that isn't right, you're not the kind of person to just go, oh, God, this sucks. Now what am I going to do? OK, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this and I'm going to yep. try this. You just you jump in because you're just bursting with ideas. And I, I have total respect and appreciation for that. Yeah, it's you got to do something. And, you know, I was just interviewed today. They're doing a huge documentary about AIDS Project Los Angeles and about Hollywood's response to AIDS. And it was the same thing. They're talking about like, OK, so. Back in the 80s, what the people who were there first who jumped in and said, we need to do something about this. Right. Right. As, as sadly misinformed as everyone was at the time, especially I remember the terror of mosquitoes. Oh, my God. Right. Of course, as I used to try to explain to people, I'm sorry, it's sexually transmitted. And if you're having sex with a mosquito, you have much more serious problems. <laughs> and so than- many levels. <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> well, I, I see that we're uh, running out of time and, and I knew this was going to go fast. But uh, so where will we be able to see your shows and that, that are coming up, the Halloween one, the Christmas one and the Rich Little Project? Stage it. And I love it. It's stageit.com. Cannot get simpler than that. Stageit.com. And you go on the site and there it is. And you can find Rich Little virtually speaking is the 15th and Allison's uh, Nellie's Scary Prairie is the 27th. And you go and, oh, there it is. And you click on it and it says, you know, would you like to buy a ticket? Yes, yes, I would. And and it's it's cheap, too. It's a lot less than you'd pay to go see the person in a theater. And there they are in your living room. Right. And you click on the thing and you buy a ticket and there you are. And then when it's time, you get out your laptop or 
your iPad or your phone or whatever, and you fire it up, and there they are. You get your popcorn, and there's the show. And the Christmas show will be there as well? And the Christmas show will be there as well, Nellie's Nasty Noel, yes. Excellent. And then I'm every day on Facebook Live, and um, I'm popping up all over the place. What time do you start? Reading? I usually do one one thirty uh, L.A. time in the afternoon, 1.30. If I'm going to be different time, I'll post something about it. But usually one thirty every day, I'm in my bonnet, in my chair, with the works of Laura Ingalls Wilder, her daughter Rose, reading away. I, I just love the bonnet part because that is something only you would probably do. And I had a whole crate of them, so I wear like a different color, like it matches my outfit. I go, oh, what do I feel like wearing today? I'm wearing a yellow bonnet. Do we have any more yellow bonnets? Oh, look, we do. And, and so they're all color coordinated. I know what else I wanted to ask you. Um, yes, sir. I heard, I, well, I saw through some searches on the internet when I was researching you last time that uh, there is some audio of the actual Laura Ingalls, but I've never yes. been able to find it. Oh, it's out there. It's out there. In fact... Go to Wal- advertising other people, and that's the other thing, too. I've been able to help the Little House sites. Walnut Grove. Go to walnutgrove.org. They have a museum. They have a Laura Ingalls Wilder Museum there. And I think in their gift shop, they may be selling, like, the CD of it. Wow. Laura Ingalls Wilder, because, you know, she lived way past pioneer times, way into the 20th century, and she did radio interviews. And she also did, there's a thing, now there is a program where they did a reading of The Long Winter. I don't know if anybody can find that. That was, like, solid gold find that one but there is there is laura speaks there is recordings of some of her interviews they do exist that's amazing and i was able to help as i said the just south dakota and and walnut grove and and uh mansfield missouri where the house is rocky ridge where she wrote the books because obviously they couldn't have their pageant they do every year which draws thousands of people and they couldn't have it so i was online saying, look, here's where I got these bonnets, and then calling them going, can you sell me some bonnets that I can put on my store, and buying stuff from them to autograph and sell, and then telling people, look, you can go to there. They got the books and the clothes. You get the dress and the bonnet and the apron, and sending people to their store. They said, this is fantastic. You're keeping our doors open. Right. Well, it wouldn't be you if you weren't helping other people, because that's a big part of what you do. And uh, yeah. and I'll also remind everybody, too, that you have your your show, The Allison Armgram Show, which also appears on Facebook Live. And then it's also available on podcasting sites like Apple Podcasts, Podbean, all that. Yeah, UBN Go, and then it rolls over to podcast. And indeed, there you go. And that's every Tuesday. So there's that is happening as well. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you didn't need five minutes of free time in your life. <laughs> no, I do not. I do not have. I do not have five minutes of free time. You wouldn't deal with it if you did. Uh, <laughs> last question for you, if you don't mind. Um, so you're on Cameo. I have seen a lot of people on Cameo. Some are friends of mine, but I've never actually done it. There's a couple of different things you can do. The I'll, I'll have you do a shout out to somebody, but there's also like a chat feature. I don't know how any of that works. Oh, uh, do a shout out. A, a which? For Cameo. Oh, yeah, Cameo is thing. You you just you have to sign up and say well and and I I, I charge less than everybody else. Um, You're but more it's very than good. reasonable. And I'll say I get the thing and it says okay. So this is for um, Susie and it's her birthday and she's turning forty and blah 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 and she loves Little House and she also you know paints a little blurb about the person and then I you know when I have that five minutes of free time I don't have says hi this is Allison Armgrove and Nellie Elson loves the prairie and blah 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 and oh you're forty please I have shoes older than you and you're very young and it's fabulous and I hope you have a birthday and if you you can't go out you know to celebrate you know just make the whole month your birthday you know you deserve that. Um, 
and I chat them, and it's great fun. And you know, Dean Butler's on there. A bunch of people from Little House are on there, and and he does. Well, he'll he'll do like a whole lecture about Little House of the Prairie Almanzo. He's like for for days. You get, um, and that's so much fun. And it's just so crazy to be able to do that and have people have that for their holiday thing and reach out to people. It's lovely. Yeah, it's it's a great thing to be able to connect with people that you you feel like you know and you'll otherwise not you're not likely to meet them, especially right now. Um, and just have something personalized. I think it's a it's a brilliant format, and uh, I'm really glad that you're on there. And the and the coach the world coachtheworld.com is a new thing, and that's you say a similar setup, but you get like 15 minute Zoom face-to-face call yeah, with various awesome. celebrities or, or with someone who does teaching or whatever. And that's really cool. I got a walking tour of Tokyo with that. The woman was in Tokyo. And at one point she said, oh, I have to go outside. I go, wait, you're like in Tokyo. T- you can take the phone with you. Yeah, here, wait, check this out. And I got like a tour. Wow. I See, I love that. It's give back too. It's, it's, it's a two-way thing, which is even better. Oh, yeah. Oh, there is indeed a CD available called Laura Speaks. The ah. only known published recording of her voice. Yes. Amazing. Because a lot of those interviews it probably did. were not taped because they, they really didn't no. tape back then. They, right. They didn't keep stuff. Yeah. And like, why would keep that? But there is absolutely, there's a CD and it's a Laura Trot. And they've got some of like pause fiddle music. So it's all very interesting. So they, yeah, absolutely. You can get, you can now even hear Laura speak. You can order it online. I'm, I'm in. I'm sold. Well, I can't, I can't thank you enough, Allison. It's always such a joy to talk to you. You really are one of my favorite people. You do so much well, good for you. others. You, you, thank you're you so much. an endless entertainer. And, and I just love that about you. And I love that you've found ways to reinvent yourself, to connect with people and, and make people happy. That's what life is all about. I do. I feel like I just took like my whole life, like moved it over to the internet. <laughs> yep. There you <laughs> like, go. Oh, that's where, hi, here I am. <laughs> well, do come back and see us again. And uh, when you, when, you uh, when you get to Vegas and things are opened up, Come perform for us. Okay. <laughs> Take care, Allison. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Well, what can you say? I mean, look at how she's invented new ways to reach people, even through all of this. So this is a great time, great inspiration for you guys to find ways to do things that might be different paths to the same outcome that you uh, that you enjoy and uh, help entertain other people. And let's all get through this together. Thank you, Allison, for coming back to the show. Thank you, Harlan. And thank you guys for tuning in. Please remember to send any questions or comments to scott at scotthaskin.com, as well as leave me a five-star rating, four-star rating, whatever your rating is on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Thank you guys. We'll see you next week for another show. Cheers. Cheers.